Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 17. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you're 18 or under, you may not call me Rodney. Okay? All right? Help your family. <laughs> Pray for me. It's third service, y'all. I'll kind of punch you, all right? <laughs> Help your family. If you're 18 or under, you're not on my level. I'm grown. I'll be 54 October 31st next month or this month, at the end of this month. Just in case y'all wanted to know. I'm grown. If you're under 18, you're not on my level. No, you're not. I'm grown. You're not. I come from the old school, y'all. You don't get in adults' conversations. That's just. Well, somebody please come. Well, somebody please say amen. I'm from the old school. You don't get in adults' conversation. My mother. Let me tell you something. You get in Gertrude's conversation, you be picking yourself up off the floor. You be like, "Woo, how'd I get down here?" You be, "Woo, <laughs> you be like, "Ooh." <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. You got to check and make sure your bicuspids are still there. <laughs> Cuz you don't do that. You're not on my level. No. If you're under 18 years old, it's Pastor Rodney, Pastor Rodney Finch, uh, uh, Mr. Finch, Mr. Rodney, uh, Holy Most Reverend Rodney Finch. Um, um, It's anything. But to call me Rodney would be your worst mistake. No, you may not. You are not grown. Now, if you're grown, absolutely. You can call me, don't call me late for dinner. But other than that, no. If you're grown, then you're grown. That's fine. People call me Pastor Rodney, I appreciate that. People call me Rodney, that's fine. But, 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 but I'm not on your level. And we are not on God's level. And this is one thing I honestly believe that people nowadays, because church is so cool. Church is just chill. You know what I mean? You got your coffee. You got your cinnamon bun, and you, you know, you come to church, the pastor preaching his heart out, and you sitting there. Mm. Mm. I wish you would. No, 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 no. That's why we, if you come in, you look under the There's no food or drink uh, in the sanctuary. You can bring some water, absolutely. Everybody need a little sip of water. H2O is good. Amen. But, but coffee, and I'll never, ever forget, and I'm going to get back to the text, y'all listen. I will never forget this. I went to visit a church in California. Not in Florida. 
we were on vacation, and it, and it, it was a church, and, and uh, Calvary Chapel, as a matter of fact. And, and it was near Disney World. And, and, and honestly, I mean, the church, they had lights. I mean, you would have thought you were in Disneyland. But be that as it may, I, I'm, I'm there for worship and no, no problem. But the lady came up, stood next to me. She put her Bible down and she had her cinnamon run and her cup of coffee. I could not get my eyes on worship because that donut looked so good. <laughs> it's a distraction. Whatever happened to reverence of God? Whatever happened to the fact that God is separate? God is holy. Y'all come on, clap your hands and say amen. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to that that God's not like you? He's not like you. He is God. Onama. His name includes everything that the name includes. He's Onama. He's God of the universe. That makes him holy. That makes him reverent. The Jewish people, his name was so holy that they wouldn't even pronounce his name because they felt to pronounce the name of God to come across unholy lips was a sin. So Jewish people wouldn't even pronounce his name. His name was unpronounceable. When a Jew was reading or studying the Hebrew Bible and they came to the name of God, he would bow his his head and say the name. So he's reading the Bible and all of a sudden he gets to the name of God and he go, the name. Or Adonai. And sometimes they would combine Adonai and Hashem, or the name actually means Hashem. Adonai, Hashem, same thing. And sometimes they would combine Adonai and Hashem, and they would say Adoshem. Adoshem means Lord name. And when they wrote the name of God, they would write G-D. They would never put the O. Are y'all listening? They would never put the O there. Why? Because the O makes the word pronounceable. And you're not to pronounce the name of God. Because you're not holy like God. So they would G dash D. And then if they were copying the scriptures, then they would write G dash D, put the pen down, go take a bath, get cleansed in the mikvah, get cleansed, come back, And continue to write, get back to that point where his name was maybe Y-H-V-H. And they would put the pen down, go take a bath, cleanse themselves, come back and write till they got to the name. Go take a bath, come back. Do you know how long it would take them to finish a paragraph? Why? Because the name of God was holy. It was separate. He was separate. And they would continue to do that, all of this, because even though they didn't know what the name was, it was still glorious and it was still holy. The Orthodox Jew, listen, would only use consonants. He would never use a vowel. Again, never use a vowel. Y-H-V-H. Here's your word for the day. That's called a tetragrammaton. Say that three times. A tetragrammaton. A tetragrammaton. Y. We have Yah. H. Ho. V. H. 
Vah, Yahovah, Yahovah. Some would say Y-H-W-H and say Yahweh and put vowels in the name. Now, what's in the name? Listen, if you trace your fingers across the pages of the Old Testament, the names of God are connected to the various needs of men. Did you get that? The names of God. This is fascinating. The names of God are connected to the needs of men. For example, Jehovah Jireh means what? The Lord will provide. Given by Abraham when the ram was caught in the thicket. Remember? Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Given by Moses after the defeat of the Amalekites. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord send peace. The angel appeared at the altar with Gideon. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Given by Ezekiel for Jerusalem. Jehovah Tzitkanu. The Lord, our righteousness, given by Jeremiah and a name for the Messiah. In the New Testament, talking about names, Jesus said, I am, I am El Shaddai. Or some people pronounce it El Shaddai. Y'all need to get with this El Shaddai, which means I am the mighty God, almighty. I am. I am what? Anything you need. Fill in the blank. We serve a God who says, I am whatever you need. El Shaddai, God Almighty. If you want life, Christ says, I am the life. If you want righteousness, he says, he is the Lord of our righteousness. If you want peace, he is our peace. If you want food, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you're thirsty, Jesus said, I'm the living water. If you're seeking, Jesus said, I'm the door. If you're lost and lost your way, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. If you need direction, Jesus said, I am the way. Y'all come on. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you need life after death, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you need connection, Jesus said, I am the true vine. If you need a bright new day, Jesus said, I am the bright and morning star. And let me tell you something. If anything is missing, if I missed anything, Jesus said, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and everything is all in between. He's everything that you need. Look at verse 13. We got to move on. Jesus said, I have manifested your name to the disciples. Jesus didn't simply teach about the name of God. He manifested. Did y'all get that? He manifested or revealed or displayed the character of God to the disciples. Notice in verse 13, they have kept your word. This word kept in the Greek means to guard, to garrison. When you think of all the failures and the disappointments of the disciples, Jesus is gracious enough to say they have kept your word. Can I tell you something? No matter what you go through, no matter what happens in your life, no matter how bad things go, no matter how you foobar, what's that? Foul up beyond all recognition. No matter how bad you foul up something beyond all recognition, Jesus will honor you if you keep his word. Are you happy about that? He will honor you if you keep his word. Because see, man looks at the outward. But God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward. Oh, you messed up. You, oh, man, you jacked up. Oh, man, you messed up. God looks at your heart. And God says, 
even to the disciples, and you know the disciples were something else. That Peter? I can't wait to get up there with Peter. I got to ask him. Man, I want to ask Peter one thing. With that high priest, when you were swinging that sword, were you going for the head? I just want to know, were you going for the head? Because you, you, you missed the head. and you, Peter, you, you're, you're a fisherman, but you ain't a swordsman. Okay, because I, I got to ask him. But the disciples, you got to understand, the disciples were a motley crew. I mean, the disciples were not, you know, um, these holy guys that uh, some portray them to be. They were guys just like you and just like me who foobar and mess things up and, 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 and get in trouble and say the wrong things and have foot and mouth disease just like everybody else. Say amen. But the Lord said, because you kept my word. Father, they have kept my word. And for that, God will honor them. Look at verse 7 and 8. Jesus said, I've given them the word which you gave me, and they have received and believed the words that you had spoken. Jesus is saying they have believed my divine origin and received it. Now you know, Jesus is from Nazareth. And Nazareth is a dusty little village. Nazareth, write this down if you don't know. It means sprout town. I like that. It means sprout town. It wasn't a place of importance. It was unsophisticated and economically and politically oppressed. And so people saw people from Galilee as backward hicks. Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Jesus said, they have believed and received. That's important. If you don't believe and you don't receive Jesus for who he is, you cannot be saved. And can I tell you something? It is not enough to be enamored with Jesus. Do you know this church, this church, I'm just on Calvary Chapel Cary. This church is full of people who are enamored with Jesus. Enamored. They just like to be in church. They like... Some people are like that. They just like to be around spiritual things and it feels good. It feels peaceful. People are worshiping God and it's just something. They're just enamored with the Lord. But don't you understand that it is not enough. Y'all need to listen to me. It's not enough to be enamored with the Lord. You have to give the Lord your heart. You need to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, not be enamored with him. It's just like, oh, Jesus is just a good guy. Jesus is just all right with me. Oh, yeah. Jesus is just our, uh, you know, Jesus is just a good guy. Listen, he's more than a good guy. He is, he is God Almighty. And, and, and no, it's not enough to be enamored with him. And no, it's not enough to not have a problem with him. Because some folks don't have a problem with Jesus. They don't have a problem with him. They ain't a problem with him. They're like, you know. They, they, nowadays, it's kind of getting to this point. Well, that's my truth. This is my journey. This is the way that I feel is best for me. Listen, that, 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 that's not enough. That's not enough. Jesus said he is the truth. Therefore, there's one way to get to heaven. Somebody say amen. There's one way to get to heaven. 
And Jesus is that way. And the only way a man can ever come to God and be blessed is to believe in his name and receive him as Lord and Savior. Acts 4.12, nor neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among them by which we must be saved. Pilate didn't believe and receive. Caesar didn't believe and receive. Felix didn't believe and receive. Agrippa didn't believe and receive. Holly Weird doesn't believe and receive. Yeah, I said Holly Weird. Washington doesn't believe and receive, but we believe and we know that this little motley crew from the dusty little village of Sprout Town believed and received, and for that, Jesus said, I'm praying for them. Look at verse 9. Shocking. Shocking. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. When Jesus says the world, he's not talking about the cosmos. He's not talking about the birds and the bees and the trees. He's talking about the world system. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus is not praying for the world. That goes against everything we were ever taught as a child. You know, Jesus loves everybody. Jesus prays for everybody. Jesus is tolerant and a good guy and he loves all the people of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in the sight. Jesus loves his little children of the world. You know, we grow up with the mentality that Jesus loves everybody and Jesus is tolerant of everything and everything is all right. With Listen, no, no, the Bible is clear. This is shocking. Jesus says, I'm not praying for the world. I'm not pr- I'm praying for those who follow me. Those that there is a special unity with me. He's praying for them because they're in the world and 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 they'll still be here when he leaves. So Jesus says, I'm not praying for the world. Search the scriptures. There's only one place in the Bible where we find that Jesus is praying for the world. Where's that? Luke 23:34. On the cross. Jesus said to the thief on the cross, Jesus said, forgive them, said to the Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the only prayer that Jesus prayed for the world. Other than that, there's no example of Jesus praying for an unbeliever. The only prayer that Jesus can pray for an unbeliever is that an unbeliever will stop being an unbeliever and become a believer. Amen. The only prayer, let me say it again. The only prayer that can be prayed for an unbeliever is that they will stop being an unbeliever and become a believer. Jesus said, I'm not praying for the world. I'm praying for those who would later be endued with power from on high on the day of Pentecost. And here's why. Listen close. The well-being, think about this, the well-being and the eternal destiny of the unsaved world was directly linked to the 12 disciples. And Jesus says, I'm not praying for the world, but for these that are here that you will anoint and you will empower because it's these that are here that's going to go out and change Rome. It's these that are here that will affect the entire world with the gospel. It's these that are here that will be the vehicles to the lost world. Jesus says, verse 10, I'm not praying for the world. I'm praying for those you've given me and all mine are yours and yours are mine and I am glorified in them. And you could read this, all things that are yours are mine 
and all things that are mine are yours. Jesus prays, Father, bless them because they're ours. They're our charge. They're in our charge. They're our responsibility. Verse 11. God of wonder was there tears rolling down his face as his eyes, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, I'm no longer in the world, but these are in the world. I come to you, Holy Father. Listen, this is the only place that Jesus says, Holy Father. Jesus says, Holy Father, I'm leaving them and they are going to be here. Keep them. Why? That they may be one as we are one. Look at verse 21. Jesus is praying for our unity. Jesus is praying for the unity of the saints, that we might be one as we, Jesus, and the Father are one. Jesus is praying for unity of the believers. And he isn't necessarily talking about an ecclesiastical unity or a church unity for example, the Presbyterians or the Methodists or the Episcopalians or the Baptist unity. Jesus is praying that all those who believe in him and trust in him might be one. We are not to be one with those who don't believe. Listen to me close. We are not to be one with those who don't believe in the foundational fundamental doctrine of the Christian faith. What are those? The inerrancy of the word of God. The virgin birth. Do y'all understand how important it is that we say that Jesus died, that Jesus was born of a virgin? Y'all get that? That's important. Because if he wasn't born of a virgin, then he was born a natural way, and that means that he was a sinner. And how can a sinner die for a sinner? How can a sinner remove the sins of a sinner? So the virgin birth is doctrine. And if you don't believe in the virgin birth, I'd go as far as to say to you, you're not saved. It's that important. The resurrection, the work of Jesus on the cross, substitution, the Trinity. If you believe these things, you're baptized into the mystical body of Christ. That's where oneness comes from. And that oneness can't be broken. If you believe these things, we're family. And you're stuck with me. Say amen. Can't choose your family. We are one. That's why I encourage you. Try to get along with people in the church now. We ain't talking about, look, we, look Presbyterian, Methodist, Episcopalian, whoever they might be. Listen, whatever their church hierarchy believes, that's one thing. But we don't know what an individual's heart says. We don't know that in that group of Methodists that there are some people really truly who believe in the Lord Jesus and who really truly believe that he died for their sins, although the, 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 the structure of things is just kind of weird. But, but there are some people, I think in every group, I think there's a remnant of people. Is anybody listening to me? I think there's a remnant of people who really, really believe that Jesus died for them. And we shouldn't be looking at them going, you Episcopalian, oh, you must not be saved. Oh, you Methodists, oh, we know what the Methodists believe, oh, y'all can't be saved. We don't know that we are not God. We don't know the heart. God knows the heart. 
Every person who believed that Jesus Christ lived as a man, was 100% man, 100% God, that he died on the cross for our sins. He paid a debt he did not owe. We owed a debt we could not pay. He died on that cross. Three days later, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and he is coming back someday. If they believe that, then they are a believer, and I don't care if they're Methodist, Episcopalian. Baptist, I don't care if they're Baptist, Pentecostal, Baptocostal, whoever you are. It doesn't matter. The point is, what is your heart like? And this is the unity. Are y'all getting me? God, I feel like I'm not getting to you. This is the unity that he's talking about. I'm praying for that unity that all believers, believers in Jesus, would be one that they would understand that they are one and we're all going to be in heaven. That's why we got to try to get along here on earth. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.